Hello and welcome to the Unofficial Controller Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast. Episode 15, The History of the Sega Saturn. With me, George, and as always joined by Tom, burning rangers to my burning bridges. How's it going? <laughs> I'm okay, mate. Uh, yeah, good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Excellent. Um, let's just give the listeners a run through. So in a second, I'll be asking Tom what he's been playing. Then ask me what I've been playing. Then we've scoured the very darkest regions of the internet to bring you the latest gaming news. Listener, that's you. And then we go into the feature this week, the reason why you turned up, the Sega Saturn history of. And then we're going to go do Listener Stingray, where we look at your pickups. And then we're going to go to the big man himself and find out this week's new releases for all the popular gaming formats. ZX Spectrum, 486 Gaming (laughs) PC. And then after that, I'm going to ask Tom what he's hoping to play. And he's going to ask me what I'm hoping to play. Tom, top of the show. Question that unlocks the rest of the show. What have you been playing? Uh, This week I've been playing Mario Maker 2 on the Nintendo Switch. Um, It's it's a follow-on, obviously, from the first Mario Maker on the Wii U. That is something we forgot to mention on our Wii U, um, the murder of the Wii U. What you mean the the most serious gaming news show forgot to mention a, a topic in the in the Wii U feature? Only a little one. It's something that got me thinking about Mario Maker seeing the new one come out, and I was like, it was one title that really utilised the gamepad. And if I think if they had to use that as a launch game, it'd have probably been a little bit more successful and conveyed the idea of the the gamepad over a lot better. Uh, but anyway, on to Mario Maker 2. So I, picked... I can see that having helped them shift an additional six units. <laughs> six whole units, definitely. Six units, yeah. for sure. On it, launch day, yeah. get me that Mario Maker 2 goodness. We'd have been there. Or Mario Maker 1 goes, no, I'd have bought Wii games. Would you? <laughs> like I did. Yeah, good man. Um, yeah, really enjoyable so far. Um, I've tried out the course maker. Uh, listeners, I am working on a unofficial controller podcast level. Uh, so stay tuned for that if you've got Mario Maker 2 and uh, we'll, we'll put out the code. Like all game tie-ins, <coughs> it's going to bear no relevance to the show whatsoever. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I've tried out the Course Maker story mode briefly, which is a new feature that they didn't have in the first one, which is, is really good. Um, it sort of takes you through the early stages of, of how to build the levels um, and you can play through challenge levels but you can also utilize building elements to make that level easier uh which is which is good um, sounds like you're absolutely thrilled by the release of super mario maker <laughs> 2 tom the adrenaline and excitement palpable in your every delicate tone i'm not too over the top me i don't that's don't, the understatement of the year the, i don't want to <laughs> i'm not gonna do a review of this shit anyway i need to sit i'm on not the gonna fence, hype it because i don't want sony longer. to get upset and i'm not gonna hype that because i don't want nintendo to get upset and these millions of listeners they're they're not one really. thing finding difficult on it is um not had many plays of my course which makes me really sad uh but it seems like it's very difficult to get your course noticed amongst some of the like bear moths that are on there with about 20,000 playthroughs and stuff. So I don't know hmm. how to get it noticed more. Do you, George? You but being if only, if only we had a, uh, a means to a bigger audience. Well, 
it's unfortunate that this vehicle, the podcast, the unofficial controller podcast, has become a vehicle for your ego because I'm taking it into the garage to get it serviced because, frankly, you've broken the wheels off of it. Instagram has shared your details. All the thousands and millions of fans are going to go on there and download it now they've heard this. The thousands. Panic over. You are someone. So when I turn it on later tonight, You'll there be will be two extra downloads. Guaranteed. I swear. I'm looking at you. Uh, I swear on. Cat. I swear on Mumsy. What a big bold statement. Very bold statement. Um, anyway, I should uh, cut to the chase. What have you been playing? Oh, this week? I, every week I get very nervous that you're just going to forget, gloss over, and <coughs> tell me about some tombola that you. The ego's for. been brought down to ground level. <clears throat> well, this week <laughs> I'm going to rock the absolute foundations of your life. I fell in a Minecraft black hole. <laughs> I have been all over that like a rash. I remember playing it back in the day, probably on a works PC or something like that, and uh, it just being overwhelmed by it all. And since then, I've played No Man's Sky, and I was playing this Minecraft thing with the kids, and I actually just... My mind's about bloody eight miles deep. It's yeah. about 20 miles long. It's got so many patterns coming off of it where I've absolutely just strip-mined the whole area. And I'm building all sorts of weird stuff. I've got like a farm and I've got like a, a pack of dogs, which I take out hunting with me because they attack the bad guys when you attack them. Are you doing a uh, classic Red Dead thing of putting more story into the game than's actually there? Oh, so much more. Yeah. Almost like writing a novel for or a spin-off graphic novel if, for, if the, I for to- the game. If I told you the backstory of what I'm <coughs> oh, playing no. with, you would be, you'd be on the phone. The podcast would be three hours long. Probably an extra Extended editions. Yeah. Yeah. Tom... I think we've been far too self-indulgent this first half of the show, or first six minutes of the show. Yeah. Sounds like self-indulgent twaddle. So let's park that, and let's get to the serious part of the show. The news, Tom. We've scoured the very darkest regions of the internet to bring you the latest stories. First up, the bat's not going to box. What's that all mean? Well... Uh, Amazon's done it again and leaked another release. Amazon UK made a listing at the weekend for Batman Arkham Collection for pre-order now on PlayStation 4. The collection includes Rocksteady's three Batman games, Batman Arkham Asylum, Batman Arkham City and Arkham Knight. It also packages in all post-launch content. It's out on the 6th of September, confirmed by Rocksteady, and it's PS4 exclusive. Exhibity, yeah. Is that for so it's um, exclusive for a timed, a small time? No, as far as I can understand from the research I've done, it's just a fully exclusive package. Ah, very good. Um, a little bit more. Uh, Asylum and City are already available on the PS4 um, as Batman Returns to Arkham, which is a, a, a double pack. Yeah. Um, which, is, which is uh, going very Stingray cheap right now. But if you're after all three games and all their DLC, it looks like the Arkham Collection is going to be for you. Yep, so obviously you can pick up the vanilla versions on the marketplace or probably go see Finster Gamer at your local CX and grab a copy no, there. No, remember, he is Finster Games, the latest game shop in the village. Tom, we've only got a population of 50. We've got two game shops. CX are going out of business. Finster Games, okay. He's, he's running them out of town. Pop down Stingray. see Finster Games and get a copy of those titles for about £1.50. Uh, and I think that might be the best bet because the DLC for me has been a bit of a mixed bag in places. 
I've downloaded um, some of it and thought it was a bit okey pokey. I've enjoyed all three of the games, um, but Agreed. never, but never so. touched the DLC. No, um, didn't really feel much need to based on what I saw of it. And I didn't need. I a, love those games as well. They're they're awesome. I didn't need another skin for the Batmobile sections because it's not going to make them any more. Oh no! Tell a lie. <clears throat> Did I go like the full Christian Bale and get all the watch the Dark Knight trilogy? Try oh. and play the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, it was coming, wasn't it? You're a Tim Burton man, aren't you? Very much so. Me, the modern day hipster, trying to keep cool. Give me some news. We'll move on. Quickly. Cuphead and chill. Tom, <coughs> is that sand in your pocket or are you just pleased to see me? <laughs> Netflix has got together with Cuphead's creator to bring us Cuphead TV show. The news comes directly from Cuphead developer studio MDHR's Twitter account. They said, coming to you in full colour and cine sound, it's the Cuphead show. Witness the wondrous Inkwell Islands if you've never seen them before in an original series inspired by classic animation styles of the 1930s. Now in production by the talented team at Netflix Animation. Seen it. Seen it? Yeah, got it off Ray. Of course you did. Of course you did. Not very good. Early copy. Yeah, Mm. not very good. Pilot episode. Yeah. They're never very good, are they? No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> episode zero go check it out in all your podcast and YouTube feeds if you want to have a little giggle at two men looking awkwardly at each other while looking awkwardly at some pieces of paper and trying to figure out some mics talking of figuring out mics we're kind of a big deal around here IGN and MPD got together to bring you the multi best multi-platform games for the last 20 years based on dollar sales Grand Theft Auto 5 is in at 1, with Call of Duty filling the gaps and Rock Band and Guitar Hero trashing COD's hotel room with entries at 5 and 7 respectively. GTA continues to appear in the weekly charts to this day and seems to be an absolute juggernaut, Tom. We've discussed this, haven't we, before. Who hasn't got that Yeah, (laughs) I think people re-buy it. I've I've bought it a couple of times. Because sometimes you think, I really wish I had GTA. I just want to bomb around the city or or take it online and... um, buy some of the because they're always updating that game with different things um, I know people probably complain a bit about the shark cards which you uh, the, do you need those I've never done GTA um, Online do you, I need you, shark you, you have to grind a lot if you want like some of the more expensive vehicles or uh, I see they're bringing a casino out soon that looks quite cool you'd have thought uh, they had a casino yeah you would really um, but again it, it does worry me a bit for the next GTA whether it's going to be I don't think they'll ever put out a bare bones game, but like you just said there, panic you, over. Think, don't worry. Red Dead Redemption was safe. Everyone yeah, thought that true, was going to be true. nonsense, and it ended up being all good. I it think did. That they're actually we, you quite fitted that in for me this week, so we don't need to mention it. Red Dead Redemption two, one of the Triforce of gaming. looks like Mummyzilla's won some after eights. <laughs> Tom, bingo. The most important bit of news, we're over to you, our absolute resident Nintendo guru, Hot dressed in his Mario onesie with his Luigi hat, his <coughs> Wario socks. He's carrying a Wii U because that machine just won't die. <laughs> Tom, tell us how we can play the latest Wii U games on the go. <laughs> well, it's the Nintendo Switch Lite. Oh, this, uh, is, hot, this is a scoop. and something, This is hot off the press. This, almost Jesus-like, you predicted psalm style since episode one you've been declaring that this will happen this is happening there is a reason I go down the church on a Sunday and two episodes ago you declared it would happen in July I went down the local bookies 
Yeah. Tom, the dodgy bookmaker. Put a bet on. He shares your name, but he doesn't share your moral values. (laughs) I put a bet on that you were going to be wrong. I owe Tom, the bookmaker, £20. Whoa. The switch. Light, mini, call it what you like. That's our petty cash gone. All of it. (sighs) And tell me, Tom, I want all the facts on this joy conless machine. So, uh, yeah, today Nintendo announced the Nintendo Switch Lite, which comes in three colours. Um, there's turquoise, yellow, and grey. Um, it comes out on September 20th. Uh, it's going to be a price of $200, so roughly for the UK, what, we're looking at 180 would you say, for that? Um, you tell me. I think it's going to be around £180. Then that'll do. But yeah, $200 in the US, so get your calculators out if you want to work that out for what country you're in at the moment. Do it to our main audience. Do it in dollars. I mean, the the big US audience we've got, yeah. yeah. $200, September 20th. Um, It's also, it's not going to be able to use the dock in the same way the Switch does. So Mm. it's a a dedicated handheld. the Joy Cons are, are no longer. By that. Yeah, the one port. It would hurt them to put one mm. HDMI port on it. That's, or whatever port that's the one that got. I I don't really understand because the Joy Cons are now all integrated into the uh, the handheld. Um, there's no HD rumble and there's no uh, infrared sensor. What's so if you game? want to, if you want a game where that uses motion controls. You're like gonna, that milking game, yeah. the one that everyone bought a switch one, two, for, three, the cow milking one, game. One, two, switch. Yeah. Um, you're going to have to put it, uh, like put, I presume it's got a stand, and then you're going to have to use the traditional Joy-Cons. But you haven't got any of those. Exactly. It's a, it's a strange thing, but I think it's going to be a good entry-level machine for um, youngsters who maybe want those good Switch it's games. It's the cheapest but... way for mum to get a little Jimmy on Fortnite. Yeah, and I suppose it is. That's cheaper than most of the base of the base consoles, isn't it? Xbox cheaper than most mobile phones. That's a good point. So that's a good deal. Yeah, I just think they've missed the spot. <clears throat> Obviously, if you want to play this thing on its stand, you could use a pro controller. One presumes. Yeah, absolutely, that works. Um, the other thing, listeners, is. Um, you're gonna. I just think they are talk- trick if you can't plug that into the TV. Yeah, it's really strange. Like, especially I don't mind leaving <coughs> Joy Cons on, but they could just slap that in a normal dock, and you could yeah. use your Pro controller. Why? Yeah. Why not? Um, well, imagine if like you own a Switch, and then you got kids, and they're like, "Oh, we want a Switch as well." You're like, "Well, okay, let's get you the Switch Lite." Oh, can I plug that in the dock? No. No, you play in the corner. You play in the corner. Go in the dark Scurry room. Scurry away. Yeah, go away. Harry Potter under the cover. Go away from me. Um, so is this good news, Tom? For the listeners, let's decode it. Let's break it down into biteable chunks. What do they need to take away from this? Is this what little Johnny is going to be asking for on his Christmas list? I think this will be massive this Christmas with the release of Pokemon, uh, Zelda Link's Awakening, Luigi's Mansion 3. They've got some quite heavy hitters coming out. And it's a good way of, of pushing and an, what is technically a new console. Give, give me that price point again. Uh, Two hundred dollars. Hmm. So if you look back at the three DS, which was about one hundred and thirty. I need one of these. I think you do. Not for me, but yeah, oh. I need one of these. I'm not going to play on that. It's an awesome machine. Tom, Tom, just we, a, I need we to cover this on the show. Whenever I go back to Ninty, they burn me. 
They're not, they're not getting me now. It's not like the Wii U now. It's safe. It can't hurt you anymore. Um, <laughs> All you can play on there is Wii U games. Like the Wii U lives on zombie-like in the Switch. It's got a lot of new titles coming. Name one. I, I named three. Name one that's out now. Mm, that's not on the Wii U. Splatoon 2. <laughs> Mario Rabbit, Rabbit Kingdom. <laughs> he bought himself time with that little play on words. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, there is... Uh, that was one. Awesome. They're going to be working on uh, do, being able to transfer data from your current Switch to Switch Lite. I don't know why you'd do that, because to me, this is, if you don't already own one, you might consider getting this one. I'd, Maybe I'd, if you're a bigger boy and you've already got a Switch and you want to leave... Uh, wait. Okay. What if you want to leave that plugged in and use it as the big boy screen and you want to use the Switch Mini as your go-out machine so you can just pick up your cloud save and walk out the door? Is that I possible? I think they're, knowing Ninty, they're a long way off like that sort of cloud uh, save technology. I can do that with my Vita, my now unsupported Vita. Ever the champion for the Vita, he won't let it go. That's a good machine. That How is. have we not had a history on that, that allows already? Me, that allows me to be playing PlayStation 4 Minecraft and then if I want to go to relieve myself for a number one or two, not what you were thinking, listener, I can take it with me. Hmm. Why is that? <laughs> Don't you play game on toilet? It's got no games though, has it? The Vita? Mm. It's got Minecraft. <laughs> Persona 4 Golden. Drake's on Fortune. Golden Abyss. The green screen's got Minecraft. Along with Fortnite and Cuphead. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, just before we move on, Please. it's important to say, if you're going to be buying Switch... Switch got Overwatch? No. I don't. If you're listening... Uh, Bad anyone gaming. from Nintendo <laughs> please put Overwatch on there oh I thought you meant that and Bad Bash Gamer had won the pork no he wins nothing the pork whatever it's called hamper. pork scratchings no the pork hamper does it come with pork scratchings it probably does anyway I must, I must get this out okay if you're going to be buying Switch games in the future and you're picking up a Switch Lite please check the back of the box because it will specify whether it's suitable for the handheld as in the switch light so important to know what and so facts, some games aren't supported it sounds like it yeah because they're going to well, have like the that. aforementioned joy-con waggly games yeah i mean they can probably get around that and say uh motion controls needed so unsuitable for handheld but but it's possible with we're, we're turning this more complicated than it needs to be. Just remember to check the back of the box and look for handheld suitable. Let's break this down to its most simplest forms. Listeners, if your parents start saving now, it actually will be, you'll not be very popular if you don't get them this for Christmas. Kids, start getting your crayons out and drawing up pictures of Switch Minis to leave around the area where parents go, especially at Christmas time. Get the catalogue, if that's still a thing, or draw a circle around the TV screen on the Switch Mini when you're looking at it on Amazon and then hope with that, a sharp knife yeah or no a pen then we don't this is a PG podcast miners don't use knives unsupervised unless you've got the knife qualification certificate from Red Dragon Rius <laughs> Sensei Rius Tom I've don't said it once full title. I've said it twice we've been very self-indulgent but let's let the listeners 
have an opportunity to get in contact with us and decry us and bring us down to that mediocre level where we simmer at the best. Tom, how would they do that? So this week we really want to push the YouTube page. We want to see some comments on there. We want to see more subscribers and more likes and listens uh, for the episodes. This episode will be going up on YouTube. Uh, so do you, please, do you think if, hop are we along doing there. this wrong? If this is for YouTube, should we not do this something like, "Hi guys, this is George and Tom from the Unofficial Controller Podcast. Smash that like button, ring that subscribe bell." Is it not like that? Nah. Want to see a million likes on this video, and we'll do another one. Too over the top, mate. I'll turn that off when it's like that. It's it's full Too on over in my the face, top, mate. <laughs> it's like whoa. Slow down there. Smash that like button and all that good jazz. Yes, please. Okay. And if they wanted to send us an email, Tom, how would they do that? Uh, questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com or direct messages on Instagram or Twitter, as most of you do. They do. Tom, we've rumbled through the what you've been playing. We've snuck through the news with that rather... Huge news of the Nintendo Switch Lite, as they call it. And now we've arrived at the chunky part of the show. The reason we hope you all turned up. This is the history of the Sega Saturn feature. This week's feature is discussion around the history of the Sega Saturn. As always, you guys got in touch to share those cherished memories of Sega's 32-bit machine. And we're including those to add a real personal touch to this story. As always, listeners, to do this, we need to time travel. As always, we utilise the Burgundy Maestro Turbo with a murky past and even worse, green <laughs> luminous striping. Let's take the journey. Tom, should we use the lift? Absolutely. Well, we're out in the med bay this week, listeners, and I'm back up on my feet, able-bodied. So we're going to walk down. Well, we're going to walk to the lift, like okay. true lazy modern people are. And then we're going to descend in the lift and then pop out the Burgundy Maestro Turbo. So, we're in the lift now, Tom. If you could press the button beneath the uh, swimming pool, but above the zoo, Burgundy Maestro Turbo button, press that. I got it. And down we go. Tom, got that beautiful lift music serenade in us again. It's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. Here, it's uh, like the sort of phone music you get when you're on hold. Very much. Lift music. It's the whole album, by the way. So if you want to download the whole album of unofficial controller lift music, it's five hours. We could do a loop, actually, and put that on YouTube. Yeah. We should. We will. Might we promise. A few more likes. Ten more than this will get. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. There she is, Tom, as we exit the lift. Tom... Every time we come down here, there's something new on this hideous-looking vehicle. I'm beginning to think it's more accessory now than car, a little bit like Darth Vader. Have you added a fake bonnet scoop, or has it always been there? Well, we've got a friend, haven't we, who does, like, sort of paper mache slash carbon fibre body modification on vehicles. Good old cousin Ian. I didn't He's know he man. was responsible for the he technological was, advancements. Yeah. Of the I told him I was going turbo. for a Bruce Wayne slash Batman look. And he's give us... He's give you that. He's give us Wayne Ray <laughs> slash Fat Man look. Wow, okay. And with that rather incendiary bombshell at the Ray family, uh, I think we should climb in, take a sip on the out-of-date McDonald's Coke on the floor, and let's go. Tom, hit the blast process button. 
What's blast processing? So what's blast processing do? We are five years away from entering the 21st century. Humankind stands on the edge of the interactive age. You have come a long way. But are you ready for the future? Introducing Sega Saturn. Aww. Hit it! Sega's next-generation gaming platform, revolutionary sports and arcade gameplay, all with amazing new 3D experiences never before possible on home game systems. Wow. Oh, God, and that's... Uh, that's time travel. That's time travel. Phil. Takes it out of you, Oh, God. So here we are, uh, somewhere a little interesting. The Saturn already launched in Japan on November 22nd, 1994, came bundled with Virtual Fighter, a faithful port of the popular arcade game, sold at nearly one-to-one -one ratio with the Saturn console at launch and was crucial to the system's early success in Japan. The pull of Virtual Fighter responsible for Sega's initial shipment of 200,000 Saturn units to be sold out on the first day. Now, Tom, we always use this little critical look back. If you had 200,000 units in a warehouse for Stingray... And you got them shifted in <laughs> one day. Normally it's a weekend. Yeah. If you got 250,000 units shifted down the market with Stingray, you'd feel very happy with yourself. We'd be going down the wagon horses and having a very good time of it. Shandy All and, a, and a meat pie. <laughs> uh, so, as we say, somewhere a little bit different. Uh, I feel like deja vu here, Tom, but we're at a packed Los Angeles Convention Center for the first E3 on May the 11th, 1995. Tom Kalinske of Sega is about to go on stage to start their keynote speech. Cool. First E3. I know. Big one. You can learn a little bit about E3 in one of our previous episodes. If you That's want to correct. Yes. The, yeah. What was that show called, Tom? Uh, it was not E3, E3, baby, was it? It was... Or was it? I think E3, it was E3. It's, it's E3 preview episode, anyway. That's called E3, baby. And then it was the E3 debrief. E3, 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 the E3 debrief. <laughs> you know. Excellent. If you want to come in the top of a search engine optimization, say E3 six times. It's a little bit like bringing the Sandman or Beetlejuice into your life. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't say Stingray three times in a row either. Oscar said no. What's happened to you now? It's on you. Um, so it's here famously that Tom Kalinsky, not the Tom that I share this mediocre vehicle of a podcast with, <laughs> announced to the world that the Saturn was not only releasing early, but it was out right now and available at certain retailers. Tom, we talk about E3 mic drops, but my goodness, can you imagine wow. if we sat down to watch an e this last E3 that was gone, that was all over the internet and in real life declared as a, a damp squib? Yeah. If we'd watched and they'd said... Microsoft, Nintendo, or Sony got up on the stage and said, oh yeah, here's our new console. And I was like, oh my goodness. Well, Someone Xbox, definitely would have shouted out that's, your breathtaking. That's breathtaking. So <laughs> Xbox go up on stage, not only announce Project Scarlet, but then they turn around and go, and if you want to just pop over to Toys R Us, you can pick one. That would right be madness, now. wouldn't it? I think it'd be awesome. I don't think it'd happen in this modern era because it'd be a leak, but you know. Mm, sadly. Sadly. But it's that was rubbish, a it, with leaks. big drop. That was that was big time. But unfortunately, Tom, that should have been the E3 mic drop moment, and uh, could have been if it wasn't for the two ninety nine mic drop from PlayStation. Their keynote speech. Now I have to say that mic drop from Sony 
Yeah, so the Saturn was three ninety nine. Let's yeah. so we can set the picture for the listeners. Mm-hmm. And the uh, PlayStation, the the guy got up on stage and announced two ninety nine. Now, if you're looking for headlines, and in the world of the headline, Tom, PlayStation is cheaper than Saturn. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, I'd argue the point though. As as a gamer fan, um, you would. I'd rather go. I want to play that now. So your Saturn is out now. Is that what you're saying? It's yeah. E3. But the PlayStation is coming out, but it's going to be $100 cheaper. But this is what I was going to say. On the paper, you think that's all right. But doing the research for the show and casting my mind back to that time that I existed in, the PlayStation at $2.99 came with nothing. Oh, you're getting bundled game as well. The Saturn had an inbuilt memory card. Yeah. And it came bundled with Virtua Fighter. Mm. The PlayStation was just the console for which you need a memory card. And I believe you got a demo disc with it, but there was not. There oh, was what not do really, you do? Yeah. Let's bring home the new console. Dad says, What are you blowing your latest wages on, boy? It's all right. I've got this 30 second loop of a T Rex on a black screen. <laughs> well, I don't think this is any better than Secret of Mana. What do you know, Father? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, a little bit misleading. Uh, Sega probably should have followed that. In the modern world, Sega would have followed that up with some evidence to say, ah, but this, and mm. ah, but that. But unfortunately, in the noise and the playground wars of the time, the information, the only thing that stuck was 299 mic drop. Yeah, that's right. But unfortunately, what should have been great wasn't well received by the fans, publishers, developers or the retailers. No, and we will obviously go into that, Tom, but there were some very, very upset people that day. You'd think that would be a goodwill bandwagon to ride all the way till launch, wouldn't you? Or from that moment into the console's life. Yeah, it it would really. In their shrewd gamble to get out before PlayStation and establish themselves in the market, great idea. Unfortunately, this gamble backfired. Developers and publishers weren't ready and were upset they'd missed the lucrative launch window on the notable, one notable and vocal example being EA. As always, Tom, the devil in the story. (laughs) Retailers were unhappy as Electronics Boutique and Toys R Us were the selected retailers to showcase the launch stock. Other retailers decided to snub Sega and either remove shelf space altogether, like KB Toys, or just offer a very reduced selection. Yeah, interesting. It was going to be very hard to get yourselves one of those new fandangled Sega machines, Tom. Well, <laughs> they weren't doing sure. Sega any favours, were they, with that? I can see the point, because you're just completely dropping a new console out of the blue. Mm. They've had no time to promote it. No, and the original launch window for that console was September. So we were uh, early. Yeah. Very, very early. early. Yeah. And these games were still being, you know, they weren't even ready to go gold. The, the developers, I can imagine even more, must have been a bit like, oh, that's just slashed our deadline. Well, a lot of them, those that stayed with Sega <clears throat> sort of stuck through and persevered. A lot of them just said, you know what, forget it. Really? Yeah, we talked mm. about that in the Dreamcaster special, didn't we? Where they were they were coming into the Dreamcast, really only having their own oh, yeah. library of games to support it. Yeah, and that's because of the as a result of this, but also, and we'll get to it, the Saturn being quite hard to program for and very different okay. to the other consoles on the market. I think just left the left the poor old girl feeling very alienated, and once again, yeah, the Saturn's got a copy of FIFA on it, but it's, not, it's missing quite a lot of good games. Mm. Well, multi-format games that literally drown the PlayStation. Would you say it's the Wii U of, of Sega? 
Was that I was thinking earlier what would be the best comparison, and I, I ever more modern day. Yeah, console. and I mused for a while, and I thought the the best comparison really would be probably like the PS3. It was like yeah. six ninety nine or five nine nine. Oh launch. yeah, that had a massive it, launch it price, was, didn't it, it? And although <clears> it didn't come early, it came late. It was hard to program for, and it took quite a long time. Now there's there's an example of a a a, a company realizing they'd made a boo boo misjudged their um, loyalty with the fans, but then chose to then go back to Ground Roots and work back and create like a community around their whole thing, which then ushered in the PlayStation 4 and all its successes. What Sega did was threw out some half-hearted games. Tom Kalinske wasn't a fan of Japanese games, so unfortunately North America didn't get some of the quality RPGs that maybe we or Japan got, or definitely Japan. Anyway, moving on. Um, this made the fans very upset, and with that high price point, it wasn't pocket change in 1995, and most of them didn't have the money to buy it straight away. No. Imagine if you or I, again, were watching E3 tomorrow or today, and it's a new console out. Yes, it'd be very exciting, but not many could yeah, mobilise immediately good, and go, oh, okay, I'll go point, buy that. Yeah. Um, Remembering back to saving up for the for the GameCube, it took a while. I was only working part time at that moment um, while I was at college, and yeah, it's it's not it isn't pocket change. You can't just go down there. It's There's very few people. It, it's limiting your your um, instant audience, isn't it, for the console? Mm. I think the Saturn's got quite a few moments that sound great on paper, yeah, but in reality, it just didn't come off. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, uh, speaking of fans, let's hear from the Barbaroo Games, a loyal fan of the show. He says, the Sega Saturn is such an underrated gem of a system. Uh, His biggest memory of the console is probably my ongoing hunt for the final five games released for the system. So he's he's hunting those down at the moment. I think there were 600 games released for the Saturn. Wow. So that makes him 595. So he's trying to hunt down those final five that came out on the system and those games were House of the Dead Panzer Dragon Dragoon Saga Burning Rangers Shining Force 3 and Magic Knight Ray Earth he says so far I've managed to track down three of them Uh, his other favourite memory is probably when his sister brought him a Japanese Saturn controller when she took a trip to Japan he said that was amazing wow while we're on the subject Daddy Zilla stuck his head around the corner of the door and he says missed why go any further? Well, I'm assuming that you mean that that's where you should stop. <laughs> Take mist out of the console and try Steel Slope Siders or Steep Slope Siders or something like that. A, a better Saturn game. Poor old Daddy Zilla. He's away from the family this week. Is he? Yes. Well, we hope you're listening in and enjoying the show as always. We hope this is helping you get by your week without your family. And then at the same time at home... Mummy Zilla and Devin Zilla are listening. Devin Zilla, do not put your fingers in the oven. Safety first. Sit down, listen to the podcast. Tom, hit me up. What else have we got? Uh, so this is where it went wrong, you ask? Unfortunately not. The problem started earlier. In the console's development cycle, 
and in its predecessor's life support machine. <laughs> and the life support machine, yes, the Mega CD and the 32X. As the Genesis got older, it was very obviously outclassed by Nintendo's new mm. Super Nintendo. Sega of America and Japan squabbled over both add-ons. Again, the loser here, the consumer who bought them. Yes, yeah. they have some interesting games, but neither were killer apps. Sega also supported them in a rather weak manner. The adopters, seemingly Sega's staunch hardcore, felt underwhelmed and lost consumer goodwill. Yeah. Yeah, think about that. You get your Genesis, or your Mega Drive, and you get your Mega CD for your 20 games. <laughs> then you clag your 32X in the top. That's another 150 bucks. Plus so, your 200, plus your whatever it was for the console. This is turned into an expensive machine. You've only just bought the 32X. Yeah. And they might drop the Saturns out tomorrow. That's not going to go down well. It's not going to go down very well at all. It'd be like Sony announcing a PS4 Pro today and then telling your PS5's out tomorrow. I feel like, well, you were in agreement. It did have a knock-on effect for the Dreamcast, didn't it, as well? Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. The, the, the actions <clears throat> taken now just really rippled through the back end of the Saturn's life and then into the Dreamcast, unfortunately. Anyway, but keeping it current in this age that we're in now, yes. back in time. Well, okay, so that was enough to knock the Saturn success. Um, unfortunately, we, we here at the Unofficial Controller Podcast, we think we have identified the real reason, uh, which also highlights the Saturn as a bit of a... A kick-ass 2D machine. machine. Yeah. Yes, that's right. You see, when Sega Japan went to create the Saturn, if you asked any fan of the era what they wanted, it would have been super refinement of the 2D style of the 16-bit era. So Sega went all in on creating a very capable 2D machine with all the sprite manipulation you can manage. Now, I'm pretty sure the Saturn was done and it was out It was out and finished and prototyped and all done by 1994. But around that time, you see, they released, what, the Sonic Tuesday, did we say, was in 1992? Mm. Not that far away. So at that point in time, the Saturn's in development. Yeah. If you took a slice, a vertical slice of gaming, what's everyone playing? 2D side-scrollers. Yeah. The idea of playing any other game at that time was complete poppycock. Mm-hmm. There weren't really any serious 3D games, maybe one or two on the Mega Drive, definitely none on the snares. If you wanted that sort of gaming, you went and did it on a PC. Yeah, absolutely. And what Sega did is they went off and built a really awesome 2D machine capable of sprite rotation, scaling, the whole bag of tricks. Everything the Super Nintendo could do, this thing could do to a 32-bit standard. It was killer. That's why the fighting games, the 2D platforms on the Saturn, if you want to play them, that's where you go the best to. Place to play. That's the best yeah. place to play them. That's un- cool. Unfortunately, what happened was there was that taste change. And I mm. saw it on an episode of Bad Influence <clears> where... Um, Sega Saturn was out and they were they were reviewing games and I think that let's say for example they um, Jack Jack Rabbit on the PlayStation 1 are you with me Tom? I'm with you you know the game Jumping Jack Flash actually it's called was 3D mm-hmm. and then on the Saturn was Shinobi X which is an absolutely fantastic Shinobi game in 2D CD soundtrack yeah. sprite skating, scaling and rotation looked incredible <clears throat> was absolutely everything that you'd think a fan of 1992 would want. They gave that game one out of five. What? 
because it was 2D. Their thoughts were, yeah. this is boring, we want to see more 3D, this is yeah. all that. Why bring out a new machine and do it all t- 2D? There's no point to this. Well, you look now, like 2D games have, are, well, they've made a big comeback over the probably the past five years, with, especially with the indie developers. So that's cool to know if you really want to check out some great 2D games back in the day Saturn's a good place to start definitely if you're into your fighters Tom and I know you are a staunch street you would call yourself a hardcore street fighter fan yeah do you own a Saturn no you're not going to say part of the problem you're part of the problem <laughs> uh, and, and got as me we, back as we um, said in between the Saturn's development and its launching 3D had become the new Vogue and kids were shunning 2D games in favour of the new 3D ones but that's not to say that the Saturn couldn't do 3D as we know it can, and it obviously launched a Virtua Fighter, um, but it couldn't do some of the the flourishes and polygonal effects. A couple of examples, or here's one notable example, Demolition Racer, a relatively launched game for the PlayStation 1, if you remember it, mm-hmm. and within the launch window of the Sun, because it leapt out to surprise everybody. Yeah. Uh, but that game, I had that game first on the PlayStation 1, and when you, I remember all the way back in time when I got the PlayStation. Is this Destruction Derby? Yeah, Destruction Derby, yeah. Demolition Derby. Yeah. Uh, my man came into my room and he was like, oh my God, that's amazing graphics, boy. <laughs> and um, when your car impacted, so you started to get smoke out of the radiator or steam, and then if you did a little bit more, you started to get black smoke and fire. This is all how all game graphics are judged when one of your parents or an older relative comes in and goes, wow, that looks amazing. Um, that's when you know you're like I'm the big man round here I'm someone round here I've got a powerful gaming console (laughs) I've got a Sega Saturn and the Sega Saturn couldn't do uh, these polygonal effects so instead the Sega Saturn used flat 2D sprites that were animated in an upwards so you've seen the smoke we've talked about the Call of Duty smoke in 2 when you throw the grenades in the, We're still in wow the tutorial level and all pulls out the wall. Yeah. Very similar style of smoke coming out of mm-hmm. the PlayStation version. What looked like something out of Dick Dastardly cartoon <laughs> fizzling out the top of the Saturn version. It's a shame. Really it is. And I think that uh, coupled with the screens and videos of the new upstart Sony console... Um, I'd say you're panicking, didn't it? They were panicking. And do you know what? If in doubt, throw another 32-bit <laughs> chip in there. Uh, talking of throwing things in, Tom, sounds like it's time to wheel out the Immortal Oscat. What we got here? Uh, he says, My wife wanted to toss in her two cents. When she was a kid, she put uh, pennies in her parents' Saturn. Uh, the slot with the saloon doors and the pennies were cowboys. <laughs> she ended up breaking the board trying to get the pennies back out with a knife. <laughs> Very fond memory for him there that he says he always finds very humorous when he thinks back to it. Now, just so the listeners understand, that's a great story and we love those kind. And Oscat, thank you for that. Thank you for your loyal support. Um, That slot at the back is actually the memory card or RAM expansion slot. Many people think it's for backwards compatibility for Genesis games. Tom, you're the sort of guy that probably thinks the PlayStation 4 is compatible with PlayStation 2. (laughs) Let me tell you, it's not. And neither was the Saturn. (laughs) It was not backwards compatible. That <coughs> slot was for memory upgrades. What's up, Tom? Syphilis kicking in? That cough off, <laughs> off mic? Gone full right? Arthur Morgan. Gone full. Spoilers. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Some people haven't finished that yet. Oh, can you imagine playing that again for the first time? Just as long... Just don't forget this. Halfway through the game, when you meet the imp, 
ask for the upgrade potion and buy <laughs> the Tixie Licks. Finish the game, no death. Really? Yeah. I'll have to try that. Yeah, my old man came up with that. <laughs> um, moving on. Again, great on paper, but utilising both made the system hard to develop for. That's the two ch- aforementioned two chips mm-hmm. before Oscat threw his pennies in the in the ring. Uh, his great... wife's pennies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think she's got many pennies. The amount of uh, Switch games he's he's uh, assembled. No, one probably wonders she has to work two jobs. Yeah, I know. I don't mean like that, Oscat. I just meant like work a day job and a night. And... There's a night job going down at the calf. Deb's Babs. Devs Babs. Awesome. So, um, this... A great example on YouTube. Yeah, a great example on YouTube would be the Digital Foundry Saturn versus PlayStation Tomb Raider video. Now, I'm about to try and describe to you the scene, but I implore you to go to YouTube and check this out. But if you're in the car, driving down the road, and you're thinking, George, Tom, I can't go to YouTube, do your best to describe it to me. Just like you did in the Big Three episode last week, where you verbalised... The demos and <laughs> of that was said games. Of said games. And that was a roaring success. I'm going to do it again here. So on um, the PlayStation version, they on Digital Foundry, they strip it down. And they strip all the textures off. And you can see the wireframe of Lara. And mm-hmm. you can see the wireframe of the world around you. That's something that, as modern-day gamers, we can understand and observe. Then they show you the Saturn version, running with all the graphics on the PlayStation 1, running with all the graphics on side-by-side. And admittedly, I personally think, although, did you know, Tomb Raider came out first on the Saturn? Did it? Yes. Mm. There's a story. One day, when we're strapped for content... The man with the facts. I'm sure we'll do that story. We should. (laughs) I'm sure we can wheel a whole feature out of it. We're certainly doing it with this, so we can certainly (laughs) do it with that. Uh, And what, what happened was, the Saturn wasn't able to do the polygonal world as it was, so they actually drew individual screens and arrange them on top of each other almost like in a you know in outrun when you drive when you drive forward and it's the road like that mm-hmm. i'm not doing a very good job of describing this go check it out the saturn basically they very cleverly programmed around its inability to do 3d they wanted it to and actually stitched together multiple screens at once to show a moving image of you walking forward doesn't make any sense so you go check out the rather eloquent Digital Foundry video as a great way of showing you how the Sega Saturn was a little tricky to develop for and probably why it got left behind in this mm. race of the two consoles. But it's okay. Mr. Needlemouse has Sega's back. Mm, maybe, maybe not. not. <laughs> maybe not. Now, I was shocked to learn this uh, when you were talking me through... Um, some facts giving the you the pre read of the yeah. scripts when you'd arrived, chauffeur driven Tom. In you yeah. come, Mumsy sits you down, bottle of warm milk. Here's your script. I don't read that, <laughs> I'm a one take guy. Always one take. What did boom? <laughs> oh my method goodness. actor. What did Mr. Needlemouse do or not do, Tom? Well, he didn't really put in much of an appearance on the Saturn, did he? He didn't put a shift in on that, <laughs> did he? No. Um, Hung over from the Genesis Yeah, party. He, he had been milk dry. Um, he released a compilation of uh, the Mega Drive greatest Sonic hits, but we didn't get a Sonic game as we know it. Traveller's Tales, Tales bought us Sonic R, a Sonic racing game, but the mainline Sonic game was cancelled. Yeah, uh, the mainline Sonic game from the footage I've seen over over the years is him 
sort of travel. Oh, so it's, it's like an alpha footage. There is footage of... Yeah, and I tell, you, I tell you what it reminds me of the most. Mario Sunshine. Really? Yeah, running around... Because they, so it was, it, they went with the 3D option? Yeah, oh. but because they didn't want to do into the screen like yeah. maybe Sonic Adventure, mm-hmm. they had you rotating around a ball, a planet oh. that was floating. So you went in Mario and Galaxy, through. you're thinking of. Yeah, what did I say? Sunshine. What do I know? Nintendo nerd. Yeah, it's about the only fact that he's brought to the episode, <laughs> so we'll let him have that one. Uh, let's talk about the Saturn's performance in Japan. The uh, classic TV commercials. What have I done? I just said I'm a fact. It was Mario Galaxy. Did I say Odyssey? <laughs> I tried to gloss Listeners, over it. Listeners, let us know. I tried to Shoot gloss over down. this to save his ego. His fragile, porcelain doll-like ego from <laughs> smashing on the floor as Mumsy dusts the mantelpiece. <laughs> and boosh, there it goes. You're no one, Tom. You're no one. And the classic TV commercials in no small way fueled its success in its home country with the introduction of Sagata Sanshiro, played by Hiroshi Fujiaka. I've probably slaughtered both of those and probably said <laughs> swear words in Japanese, but we'll move on. As a character in a series of TV advertisements starting in 1997, the character would eventually star in a Sega Saturn video game. Tom, I went, yeah, I went you back didn't and know about him, did you, yeah, until you I should, opened your eyes? Yeah, <laughs> they're pretty brutal. Even it's... though he was actually in our latest Instagram post, you're still none the wiser. Hit the like, don't read the content. Classic you. Well, you showed me the trailer, Ooh, and I, what I thought I was looking at was a night, a very heavy night down the dojo with Red Dragon Rears like <laughs> throwing people to the ground with all sorts of judo and mixed martial arts moves. And no Red Dragon Punch because the local um, village council declared a veto on, on, on that. Well, last time he tried it in the village, all the windows shut. Well, they went down, they went down complaining in REF Clapham Junction... Did got they? very upset and they said, actually, we've checked. It was a Red Dragon Punch executed at 0234 this morning that broke the windows. Not, Not an AC tank, tank buster. The subsonic plane, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well? Well known for its window shattering. <laughs> 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 Let's talk about the Saturn because we certainly don't know anything about military hardware. Tom, how many did it go to sell? Uh, the Saturn went on to sell, or will go on, well, I remember we're back in the day. Past tense, forward future. Uh, it would go on to sell 9.26 million That's units. That's loads, Tom. Surely it must have won the console war of that generation. <laughs> well, let me slow you down there, champ. <laughs> slow down, cowboy. The PlayStation, with its mediocre numbers, only managed 102.49 million. Oh. Boom. And it embarrassed the N64 as well. Was 10% numbers. rule there, nearly. Yeah. Those that buy, play. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, tell me, it's one of those times, let's just hang on a minute, we've just wheeled out a fact and we're not going to then reverse up and wheel spin all over it like we do on official controller style. Let me engage reverse, let me wheel spin. 9.26 million units, again. Another good day at the market. If you and, if you and the Raymeister had managed to shift that many, you'd be feeling good about yourself, but... If you look over at the opposite stall, <laughs> Mr. Kutagari's gone and shifted 102.49 million. You're feeling pretty average. You certainly are. A bit of a. The Saturn, much like this uh, show, cult status. Not mm. liked by many, liked by a couple. But definitely to be looked back on as probably an, a hidden gem. A high point in podcasting. A hidden gem. 
200 years from now, they'll look back at this the way they do Shakespeare's work. And then ah. they'll misinterpret all of the things that Tom says. Good time to hear from Retro Gamer Thomas. Bring him in, Tom. Here he is. Here he is. What's he got to say? I've never had a Saturn first time round. Uh, I always loved the PlayStation. I got my first Saturn years ago for my collection and absolutely loved it. I don't know what it was, but every time I want to lay uh, or play something from that generation, it's the Saturn that I go to. He has around 70 games for that. Uh, his favourite being his Nights into Dreams box set, which, which came with a 3D controller. Oh, good controller, that. And he says, I also now have the action replay and have started to play some imported Japanese games. It's a shame that Saturn struggled at the time because it's a wonderful system with some wonderful games. Mm, that's very true, Retro Gamer Thomas. Yes, and 70 games. Got a nice library there as well. Yeah. Look at me wheeling through that like it's a stingray. So interesting what you were saying about the PlayStation with the, the graphic effects and, and such a, a being, well, you can you even class it as a rival with that massive mud hole stomped on the Saturn. Um, no, I mean, in but Japan, he, he prefers was... to go back and play games of that era on the Saturn. Bizarrely, when I had the whole, when I, um, in my rotation, when I, had the, when I have all the old consoles out, the Saturn, I don't know what it is about the Saturn. Although at the time it was it, it was hard work and I think if I'd been a fan at the time I would have felt very Wii U. Mm. Uh, I, much like Retro Gamer Thomas, um, didn't have a Saturn at launch, had a Dreamcast at launch or launch window. Uh, and I got my first Saturn after I'd got my Dreamcast because I thought, hang on a minute, if this is this amazing, I must have missed out on some really great stuff on the Saturn. Yeah. Took me a while to scratch through some bum bum notes before I found some hits, but that system's got some cracking games. Tom, sounds like it's that time of the week again. Mm. Let's talk games. You're at a cocktail party and someone says they play Sega Saturn. Well, do they? Here's our top five picks so you can hold your own in the conversation. Tom, number one. The We've futuristic firefighting game. Burning Rangers, Ooh. yeah. Very, very cool game. Developed by uh, Sonic Team, from memory. Really? Yeah, and it, as one of our previous comments, remind me, because I've forgotten the name already, it's one of the last uh, games released for the system. It was, yes. Yeah. Uh, and um, it, it's, it was the first sort of solid 3D, really, really solid 3D game that Sega had produced. Was it, it was a good. very arcadey game in the Very vein much of, in yeah. the Sega vein. It mm. was very arcadey, very futuristic. Uh, you sort of walk around buildings fighting fires in this futuristic setup. Yeah. Uh, number two, um, Panzer Dragoon. We've been a bit naughty here, but Panzer Dragoon Trilogy. Okay. Because the first two games, Panzer Dragoon, Panzer Dragoon Spy. So did memory. all of these come out on the Saturn? Yes. Yeah. Um, they were. Panzer Dragoon was a launch game. Panzer Dragoon Spy, Panzer Dragoon 2. Maybe I'm getting the name confused. Panzer Dragoon, Panzer Dragoon 2. On rail shooters, very much like Star Fox, yeah. just to keep it simple and hopefully mm -hmm. explain that to the masses in a very yeah. quick and easy way. But a lot more advanced, obviously. The effects were nicer, the graphics yeah. were pretty. You had more variation to go off track, but you still were very much. It's much getting a remake forward. this year, isn't it? Well, not a remake, a remaster. For the uh, for the Switch, and I think possibly the Wii U emulator. The Wii U emulator. Cruel. Cruel, man. Cruel, but. Unfortunately, true. <laughs> Number um, three, Sega no, Rally. No, 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 Tom, you can't just waltz all over it like that. Stop this. Okay. We only got through the first two of the trilogy. 
And the final part, which is the real hidden gem in every Sega Saturn fanboy's life, either you've got it, or you ain't got it, or you're in the hunt to get it, Panzer Dragoon Saga, the mega disc epic, the free roam RPG version of Panzer Dragoon. Well, so it's a completely different style of game? No, it was the same graphics toned down a little bit because it wasn't on rails. It was free yeah, roam. Yeah, that's what I mean. It was like free roam compared to the original on rails. Mm, yeah, but the battles were turn-based. It's not exactly it's not exactly eggs for eggs, but it's pretty But they close. just decided to take a bit of a change and try something I think they'd felt confident enough with the engine and the capability yeah. in the console that they could roll this out to a more sort of wholesome experience. So is that a, a rarity title or...? It's big books. Yeah. I don't, last time I checked, it was about 200 quid. Maybe some of the retro fans could... Um, listeners could let Well, I've actually got the first... Got it, I think it was, it was either four or six discs. And I've got the first disc because it was released in as the last... Could have been one of the last Sega Saturn magazines. It came as a demo disc, disc one. Mm-hmm. So you get the whole of the first disc to play. Yeah. Um, so most, and that's relatively easy to get hold of. So I'd say yeah. if you want to have a, if you're a Sega Saturn fan or if you're sitting on the fence, Bobaloba, you're not too sure whether to get the Saturn or not. Well, let's just cut to the chase. Get the Saturn and then start saving up for Panzer Dragoon Saga. But while you're waiting to do that. <laughs> Is he more liable to pay more for that than the actual console? Very much, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Three times over, I would say. Wow. But while he's making his mind up whether he wants it or whether he just wants that pretty-looking expensive thing on his shelf so he can say, I've got Panzer Dragoon Saga, don't you know? He can try the demo disc. Mm. Little, little nip it out there for the fans so they know they don't have to go all in 400 quid to try out that game. <laughs> What's uh, next, Tom? Moving on. This is one I experienced in the arcades when I was younger. Yeah, uh, but then I got it on the Dreamcast as this well. This was my first Saturn game. Was it? Mm. It's the only one I really have any knowledge of because this is quite new for me. I've never owned a Saturn, and I've been quite interested to learn some of these facts. So thank you, as your co-host, to to get. Well, you said half of it. Yeah, I know, but it's it's good to good to learn it. You're being too nice. You've um, obviously expected me to pay the electric bill this week. Not after that shenanigans at the bookies. No, you're right. You've already <coughs> lost me money this week. Yeah. Anyway, Sega Rally. Ah, yes. The giraffe chasing, zebra chasing special. Good game. Mm. Very good yeah. game. Good pick, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can uh, I go now? Yeah, you go next. Nights into dreams. So Mr. Needlemouse didn't show up, but we we got a really interesting story about kids that go to a special world when they go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And it's not Neverland. It's somewhere else. And this was a great game. Uh, retro, uh, was it Retro Gamer Thomas? Yes, did, Retro yeah. Gamer Thomas referred to the 3D controller. Now, we've talked about this before in the Dreamcast special. The Dreamcast controller was basically formed out the back of this 3D controller. Yes, I have seen nights. this, yeah. Very, very similar mm. in the form factor with the circle and the ergonomic mm-hmm. triggers underneath. Yeah, the immortal triggers. Ahead. That's how you do a race. So that game. would have been. Possibly before the N64 controller. Or would it maybe around the same time? We need to check into that. We should. Being yeah. a seriously Which was the first console show. to have like a proper trigger. Mm. Ah, the trigger or the... Yeah, it's the trigger that got me no, interested I thought we were there. talking analogue sticks here. Or both. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Nights into Dream works great on the normal pad, but if you use a 3D pad, it's even better because you get that sort of fluidity of uh, motion and input 
next up, Guardian Heroes. Again, if you don't know what that is, if you know the... Is this similar to Gunstar Heroes on the Mega Drive, or is it a different series? Mm, That's the 2D no, scroller. It, it, no, it's different. It's still a 2D scroller. Yeah. I'm trying to think of that game that was on Vita and on PlayStation 4, where you kind of take through these rather buxom-looking um, witch... Dragon's Crown. Uh, so if you haven't seen that, Tom, you should check it out. Pretty cool game. Yeah. Uh, probably right up your street. Definitely. So there are our uh, top five picks, but we mustn't forget some honourable mentions. We've got Street Fighter Alpha 3, Marvel Superheroes vs. Street Fighter, Die Hard Arcade Virtual Cop, uh, Steep, Stope, Steep Slope Sliders, mm. Bomberman, Virtual Fighter, Daytona USA, and Rayman. Good, good steep, selection there. Steep Slope Siders. Again, a game I implore. Is that like a Cool Borders? No, uh, it's like 1080, but good. <laughs> Seriously. Oh. I, I swear, if I had the patience to set Is the it Saturn Alan 3, up, though? Better than that? It's as good as that. Wow. Anyway, you've got the games... When you're going to pick up a console, don't forget to pick up an RGB cable for the best picture quality you can get. It's also got a battery inside for saves, so grab yourself a CR2032 to breathe life back into that. Sega loved those, didn't they, in the VMU yeah. and in the beating heart of the Saturn. would recommend the Action Replay memory card that gets uh, goes in the slot at the back. That's not for coins, Mrs. Ozcat. They're not <laughs> cowboys, and that's not for Genesis or Mega Drive games. It's for the RAM Enhancer. But the Action Replay sneaks in there. Not only got a RAM Enhancer, but it's also got a little bit of a memory card slot in there. So you can dump your saves onto that in case the CR2032 runs out, which invariably it did. Um, Also allows you to import games. Don't forget to grab a couple of extra controllers. One of those being the Sega 3D pad and grab a multi-tap. Tom? Speaking of multi-taps... Second second to last last memory. memory. Yeah, who is it? Let's hear from uh, Doogie McBain. One of, my, one of my fondest memories is playing Saturn Bomberman with my brother and his friends. It supported up to 10-player battle matches using two multi-taps. Plenty of unofficial controllers used that day. They went for it's, a little cheap pop there, he says. It did, yeah. yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we could only get seven players, but it was still tons of fun. Uh, and he also likes to mention the Panzer Dragoon Saga uh, as one of his all-time faves. A man of esteemed, unlike you, Tom, a man of esteemed taste. Really? You're a man of a steamed poo. (laughs) (laughs) Seamless. Tell us. Seamless. I think we've done the Saturn feature. Hopefully the fans think we've done justice to it. Probably haven't, but we won't hear from them anyway. Tom, (laughs) send us to the end what we've got. Who's here? Who's here to see us out the show? We've got a new listener. Yay, ring the bell. Ding dong. He's won the One more to to the list. One more of those dodgy emails at mum's, 4,000 emails at mum's, he wrote, you can knock off the list. You can delete mum, I don't want to Tron, say it out loud. 5,000. Prowling Cougar 69. <laughs> <laughs> what did? What Prowling, did? as in the chocolate. Star Wars Kenner Vintage has won the meat hamper. But what else has he got to say, Tom? Uh, my very first uh, run-in with the almighty Sega Saturn was when I turned 18 and he went to an arcade hall. He says in Germany you have to be um, 18 or over to go in the arcade halls. Uh, it's there he played Virtual Fighter, uh, Daytona, House of the Dead, and Sega Rally. He was just caught up in the magic of all those games. 
but after spending 50 Deutschmark, uh, he wanted to play Zayda's games at home. Mm, and 30,000 Deutschmark is a pretty, pretty heavy price to pay. Yes, it is. But he went on to read in uh, good old video games magazine that Sega was planning on a new console and wanted to bring the true arcade fell into our homes. And he said that felt great to know that was going to happen. Uh, and he was happy to get the get the console for his birthday with Sega Rally and Virtual Fighter and Daytona USA were his first games. And he says, I still love my son to this day. And I think that's the, uh, a good way to end it because I think most people that actually get access to a Saturn develop a very quick and fond love for the machine. Mm. Uh, it's what- got me intrigued, I must admit. I'm a big fan of 2D games at the moment, so maybe take a take a look. Okay, Tom. With that, we've arrived at the bit that most people skip to. So hello, all listeners. Welcome to Listener's Stingray. When the big man makes a house call, you better be ready. These guys got in touch to show us their pickups from Stingray's boot. You can too. Just hashtag Stingray's boot on Instagram or Twitter or email us at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com. Tom, while I get some coal and build up a good head of steam to get the Nokia 3310 going, why don't you lead off with the first Stingray's boot pick for this week? Well, listeners, if if you want to join us, if you put in hashtag Stingray's boot on Instagram, click recent, you can see all these lovely pickups. You by don't the need listeners. to stall granddads here, Tom. And to be honest with you, <laughs> even I've beaten you this week. So Retrovisions kicking it off. I'm going to like it. There you go. So when you're listening to the show and you've seen that you've had a like, that's when it happened. Wonderful. What we got here? Set of paddle controllers for the Atari. Would they wow. have been used with Pong? Is that what they were for? Well, the tennis bats on the controller indicate that would be a very strong suggestion, Tom. What else we got? Xbox Podder. Now, something tells me you don't see Xbox Podder and Bobber Lobber <laughs> in the same room at the same time. Question mark. Oh, look at that exclusive adventure pack for the Xbox original. Lord of the Rings, uh, the third well, I, I really like Boba Labour, so I'm hoping Xbox Podders is not a pseudonym because he's managed to squeeze a little bit of Lord of the Rings action onto it. And with that, Tom, who's won a Tombola prize? Pull a name out of the bag. Sharaban. <laughs> the man who can. Oh, Sharaban's won the small set of motor and accessories from Brian's garage. Nice little toe rope in there. Some yeah. WD-40. Yeah. It's a used tin, but the assessment's there. <laughs> <laughs> Xbox Potter. Target 2. Is that Fatal Frame? Let me zoom in. Project Zero. I think it's a Fatal Frame game. I can't remember having that. Uh, Death Row. And then on the other one, Spy versus Spy. And a sealed copy of Without Warning. Hmm. He's also go. got some... Uh, on his next post, he's got uh, Club Football 2005 and he's got several editions for Man U, Liverpool, Villa and Arsenal. A Codemasters oh, game. If they brought one of those games out for every team in the Premiership, Xbox Pod has got some serious legwork to do. Yes. Like that. Sharaban's up next Here with he some is. pickups. You say uh, his name three times, Tom, and he appears in Listener's Stingray. Sharaban, Sharaban, Sharaban with a Doom collection. Final Doom on the PS1. Oh, he's always there with those little location tags as well. Look, Doom Island. I tell you what. He's slick, isn't he? He gets about more than Stingray. 
he gets about. Ozcat's up next. Ozcat. Endless, endless. Today I hit 131 unique switch titles. How's he got Peach? I don't want to do spoilers, Tom, for the Stingray's boot, but Peach Ball's in there. How has he got that? Mm, it could be a Tuesday release. Uh, he's had his hands on the MG Maestro Turbo, I should think. He's also yeah. got Toe Jam and Earl, which mm-hmm. is an awesome looking title. Yeah. Boba Loba. Told you you don't see him and uh, Xbox Podder in the same room. He's been down everyone's favourite retro gaming store, Gotham Games, and picked up a copy of Total Driving. Has he? No messing about. He's a, he's a local lad, is he? Oh, he... Uh, well, is Tom, he? we're from XYZ Shire. We have to appeal to everybody. We can't <laughs> say we're from a certain place, you know? We're from the village of Farmerton. Boom. It's random. It's mixed up. I've said it out loud. Do we leave it in? Let's Farmerton. Farmerton. Let's see how many fans gravitate towards it. If they don't like it, we'll change it next week. It's fine. <laughs> Breaking the fourth wall. One we would more actually time. like to hear village suggestion names. I think you left it up to them. They pick Sega Saturn. You know what you're going to do here. You've done it now, haven't you? I have made my bed. Going to lie in it. Okay. We ought to skip past that poster because that's us. Uh, Sharaban. No, let's just stop there. Nice post there from. Uh, <laughs> That guy from the adverts from the Sega Saturn holding up a Sega Saturn. Nice work on official controller podcast. Like. Is it okay to like one's own stuff? Of course. Soothe the feed the ego. Sharaban one like from George, so back down. <laughs> Sharaban's up next with uh, a collection of Super Smash Bros. games. He's even got an uh, amiibo there, look. He has, he's got the Link Amiibo from Breath of the Wild. And he's got the N sixty four GameCube Wii Wii U. Switch and 3DS. He's got the whole collection there. Great job. Oh, Radbash Gaming, you son of a gun. You know that those bookends you've got? Yeah. DM me. DM me. DM me. DM me. DM DM the unofficial controller podcast, Radbash Gaming. You skip straight to Listener Stingray to listen for your one, and there's a unique call to arms. Get in contact with me about those bookends. You don't need them. You don't need those. Uh, good pickup, by the way. Um, Riddler on a glass. Looks like it's been smashed and rearranged, <laughs> but that's how he bought it. It's the Riddle me this, or I'll glass you. Or I'll glass your mouth. <laughs> it also looks like he's picked up some of those 12-inch... Not Mummy's favourite toys, Toy and Buddy and... Was he in Bud? Bud was he? <laughs> That's staying in. Oh, my goodness. That was the trick why You're that getting I normally... it out of the way, like, aren't you, before exactly. the new releases? Before Battle for Endor. <laughs> I can't even say it now. So buckle up, listeners. It's that time for the car crash. Uh, Ozcat with some more Switch games. Yeah, because we've done enough to Radbash games. Uh, Dream Collections has picked up Game & Watch. Snoopy. Nice uh, that, work. Yeah, that must be worth it. So you've got the polystyrene. 30-year-old polystyrene. Nice to see. Dream Collection. He's had a big pickup. He's, he's the Italian translator, which is you. Very good. No worries. I think it's Italian, but no problem. Has he won the lotto? Lottery? Uh, no, I think. Is that, that just lucky? That's lot. It's big lot. Big lot. Mm. Big parking lot. Xbox uh, Podder crawled in with a mask on. Looks like Boba Loba. Him, Red Dragon Race, an intangible variant. You never see. <laughs> but did you look where I picked these up from? Where did he get them from? Lead CX. Oh. Well, let us tell you, Xbox Podder, if you go down to our village, there's a better shop than that. Gotham Fince, Games. Finsta Games. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, Retro Envisions. He's got what looks there like a knit comb. Actually, no. It's a cartridge for the <laughs> Magda Fox Odyssey. Game number seven. Sold separately from the six that came vulnerable with the system and two that came with the gun. It's pretty cool to see you can still walk into game stores and see these available for purchase. Here, here, Retro Visions. You better Sharaban just up next. check your scalp for eggs. Uh, yeah, Sharaban's got a, a Quake collection there. Pretty see what cool. he's done? He's gone mm. with the Doom theme. Oh, guess what though? Guess about. See where he's tagged it? Bethesda Softworks. Very good. He's, he's took a picture of the game. He's written the game. Being the game. IA Retro Gamer Dad got himself a top load of snares. Son of a gun. Tom, pick a name out of the Tombola. See what game he's got. He hasn't. It's all right. He's safe. What, what's no that prize for him. Game? Lord of the Rings, The Return oh, of the King. Oh, Retro It's not about Middle Earth. I'm not having it. It wasn't before. Not good enough. Oh, you see, you change the rules to fit what you need. Radbash Gaming, let's see if we can pull something He's out. He's got some you. DVDs. He has. What's Just Dance 4 on the Wii. Don't forget that, you treacherous dog. Uh, and that's exactly what it looks like in the. He must live in a modern two. part of the country because we don't get DVDs here, do we? We're still on VH. Tom, Parky Jaw. Mr. Nintendo fans walked in. He's got some Switch Pro controllers, GameCube variant style ones, Crash Tag Team Racing, Super Mario Deluxe, Dragon's Dogma, Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2. Well done. Look out, Brock the Aces dude. I think that was the guy that brought us the Transformers before. He's just walked in the door with more plushies and a Skegness plush Claw machine. Exactly. He's mm. also got himself the tap that is the Wii Mote Wheels. Uh, zoom in down there, Tom. Right now, next to the Tamagotchi, mighty the guy's Max. gone and secured himself some Mighty Max. <clears throat> full, full respect, because that finger one is one of my favourite kind. Yeah, Star Wars toys, multiple slides, all of the same ramble. Great uh, work. Danny plays. Got some car boot finds. Good work, Danny plays. Jack 2, Zapper, and what looks like a little Pac-Man uh, plug-and-play. Ozcat again. More games than I can shake a stick at. Octopath Traveler. Retro Visions has picked himself up a Wii kiosk. Absolute belter. I love a kiosk. One day when I'm a bigger boy, I'm going to get one. Xbox Potter again, with a dog that looks like Boba Lobus. Mm-hmm. Uh, sniffing at the legitimacy of Puyu Pop Fever. Xbox Potter again with Stubbs the Zombie. Uh, good game. Sealed again, the sneaky dog. Uh, Danny plays, sneaks in with the Tomb Raider 3 and Final Fantasy 7. Yeah, decent times. Amindo Thrifts. Uh, heard that name, not heard that name for a while. Uh, Socom 4, Dead or Alive, Devil May Cry, and a boxed PlayStation original. Uh, Mr. Nintendo fan with some stuff for Tom. Some Zelda drivel. Uh, <laughs> he's got nothing to say about that so it must be correct uh, Mr Nintendo <laughs> fan again he's got look at me he says I've got Marvel Super Heroes on the Wii U but do you know what I'm enough of a sucker I'll buy it again on the Switch no way I'm not that much of a sucker I'll get the sequel Mr Nintendo fan again now it transpires Mr Nintendo fan is one from the Southern Hemisphere he's one of our Australian brothers good morning mate good day to you that's probably him turned off. He'll never listen again. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he keeps coming. My goodness gracious me, Captain Marvel. Moving on because 
Wow. Another new listener to the show. Sununa Gazana Nunanu Mamali. You're not going to say that in a hurry, as I always say. See translation. 15 euros for these jewels is a deal. Believe it or not, one button press, Tom, and you too can speak a foreign language. It's not as impressive sono, as you think. Sono no regazzo normale. Nice. I think Stuck in that, mo- I've just put Google Translate on there. Did you hear it? So, nailed it. Stuck in the past lanes, waited this long, all the way <laughs> through the feature, all the way to now, uh, and you've ruined it. But I'll save it. Nice is content, much like Simon underscore SWE, is always top notch. Picture of a rumble pack and a controller and the catchphrase underneath, ready to rumble. And I see Simon Sweet liked his picture. So they're fans of each other's. It's beautiful. Finster Gamer. Not only has he rocked up with his own franchise, he's defrauded CEX <laughs> and stole himself a copy of Manhunt, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, Medal of Honor Rising Sun as he legged it out the door. That's probably not because he wanted those titles, but they're the nearest ones that he could grab as he walked out the door. Tom, when you're legging it from a former employer... <coughs> Quality doesn't always come into it. Uh, next up, we've got Daddy Zilla. Daddy Zilla on his he travels. Said, uh, Where did he go? Daddy Zilla on his travels. He's, Where tra- did he go? he's traveling for work, so he says these are his uh, last pickup for a couple of weeks. He's got Gremlins. Uh, That's the, actually uh, a little toy for Devin Zilla. Mario um, Kart 8 Mario on Kart the Switch. 8. That's cool, isn't it? Nice work. Gremlins thing. He might not have that on the Wii U. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oscat TV got himself some more Switch games. He's got Minecraft Game of the Year. Well done, Oscat. Best post you've and ever done. Some, uh, I don't know what that is. Oh, it's a, a Pit Boy. The Pit Boy uh, arm, like all over thing. it, like a rash. Yeah. Eloquent as ever. Blue Canyon Games once again posting their wares. Just a little pickup for the fourth. It's a pickup this week. Lego Batman. GT64, the game on the N64 I bought because the bigger boys had Gran Turismo and I didn't. I went and bought that. I was so woefully upset, Tom. I still played through it and finished it, but jeez. Louise. Radbash Gaming, hero of mine. Two-pack CD, some Funko Pops, and Jimmy Neutron, PlayStation 2. Medal of Honor, Vanguard, greatest hits among many, including Tomorrow Never Dies. Whoa. D- DTX Classic VG. He's got a uh, a boot full of a box full of stuff there. Various titles. Sega Sega Master System carts. Tom, there. Mm. I know you're a fan of those. I certainly am. Sudokan. Sudokan Five on the PlayStation Two and Yakuza Two. Two very good pickups there, my friend. Sharaban up with the Sonic collection again. Nice. Oh, he gets where water can't. The Sharaban. Uh, Ret. Retro, actually, lost and loved. Pause. Don't let him off the hook that soon. Not one single showing of the Sega Saturn game. Mm. Disappointing, Sharaban. Get yourself <laughs> on eBay. Get yourself off the Green Hill Zone. Retro, lol. Lost and loved. Glad you saved me from that. He's got himself a very mint copy of Star Fox yeah, 64. Yeah, looks pretty pristine. Uh, Oscat. Oscat. Assassin's Creed collection. Stop it. 
Honestly, I'm creepy. worried about you. I go to bed every night wondering whether you're going to be able to buy food in the morning. You Do you think more... he's he's gone and got some old switch-sized boxes and photocopied all the covers, but they're actually empty? Don't you ever dare. Question the big man. The loyal and unassailable Ozcat. You will never, ever discuss him like that. Say sorry. Sorry, Ozcat. Sir Ozcat. I see that you've said. Say see... sorry, Sir Ozcat. I'm sorry, Ozcat. Sir Ozcat. Sir Ozcat. Sorry, Sir Ozcat, for that. He's... Our main listener. He is again. He's made a Mario Maker 2 level. I'll no, no, he that. hasn't. He's finished it. He's finished the story. <laughs> make make one level, finish the game in a second. Not a problem <laughs> at all. Uh, Retro Gamer Thomas. He sent in the picture, but teacher, look. Bigger boys brought show and tell. He's brought his nice 3D control pad. I can see why you're proud of that, and rightfully so. Nice condition, my friend. What else we got? Retro Gamer Thomas. He's got pictures on his ceiling. Sega. I wonder how they got stuck on his ceiling. Mm. Super glue. <laughs> before I think that's we, a, that's no, about it. Before we lose all Sega, what's right? Let's not just say that Daddy Zilla's picked up the complete series of Earthworm Jim. Has so he? Can't educate Devin this. Zilla. He'll love that. I hope you enjoy that after your travels with work. I think that might it be, is, yeah, because there's the Warzone from Retro Collector Ray. <clears throat> After the Slayton we gave that, we never heard from him again. <laughs> Maybe he's just not had any pickups. Tom, if you've had a pickup, you want to get featured on the show, what have they got to do? Uh, you can go onto Instagram and hashtag Stingray's Boot and you'll get your pickup featured, ready for us to read next week. In the listener's Stingray. Mm-hmm. So any geek-related pickup yeah, game can be anything. VHS. Well, don't say anything because we don't want it to end up becoming like a an advert site where people are trying to sell, you know, B Reg Fiestas. <laughs> Do we? Only got ten thousand miles on the clock. We don't want that hashtag Stingray Spook for his desperate last, bit of exposure. Last owner was a vicar. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. And on that better rather duff joke as always, Tom. <laughs> We've landed at the part of the show that we call Stingray's Boot, the immortal one. Now, Tom, what's you been doing this week? You can't think of anything on the fly, so it's down to me. I'll tell you what he's been doing. He's, he's been wallpapering upstairs. I did ask him to do that as a bit of a side job. Here? Yeah. Okay. Up from the swimming pool. In the larder. In the larder, floor yeah. 35. Yeah. Well. We keep it fully stocked. That explains why his boot's not so full this week, and I was going to make up a story about him having some dalliances with the village across from us and the barmaid. But we won't waste time on that. That's his weekend activity, just for him, isn't it? Tom, let's cut straight to the chase, because he's at the bottom of the drive, waiting for us to finish this self-indulgent twaddle so he can tear up the drive like a third-rate made-up person can do that brings us the latest weekly releases in his boot. He tears up the drive, listeners, in the same way he does every week. He manages to match those revs ever so slightly the same and those pebbles match the same. (laughs) That's because he's a man of mystery. And look, he's out. The spring's probably stopped. 
six hours ago. <laughs> Listeners, it's time for a peek in what we affectionately call Stingray's boot, what's nestled between some counterfeit nappies and a dodgy copy of Battle for Endor this week. These are the new release highlights for this week, July 8th to July 14th, 2019. Listeners, these are out digital or physical, or will be by the time this podcast is in your feed, but could be region dependent. <coughs> Tom? First up. Yes. Ozcat's got- already dipped in the boot and pulled this out, but for all the mere mortals, when do we get hold of it? Senran, Kagura Peach Ball, out on Switch July 9th. Bounce your ball along the curves of a crazy theme park starring a ninja girl who thinks she's an animal. Yep, you heard that right. The usual features of the franchise are here too, including dress-up and diorama, customise your favourite characters and enjoy some high-quality pinball with them, featuring accessories galore set, with 30 bonus accessories included for free. Is that your mummy mummy? No. Okay. Soul Seraph, PC, PS4, Xbox, Switch, July 10th. As the guardian of humanity, civilization is in your hands. Build your cities, set up the defensive structures to protect them from the constant threat of monsters, then descend into their lairs with swords and spells to eliminate them for good. Explore floating islands, ancient caverns and lost cliffs. Cities, the world is yours. Brought to you... That sounds like Minecraft. Or have mm. I got Minecraft fever? You Brought have. to you by the Ace team, the creative minds behind Rock of Ages and Xenoclash, Solserif combines action strategy for a rich and unique gameplay experience reminiscent of the 16-bit era. Uh, next up, we've got Space Dance on the PC. This is the move that Mumsy performs down the village hall. <laughs> Round the handbags. Yeah, you know, they get down on the floor and they pad both sides of themselves. <laughs> I don't know what dance that is. It's the one... Sir. Oop, so, sir, sir you here. here. Is that the way they sit That's on the, the floor? One, yeah. All the Mumsies get down. Oh, it's that song, get down yeah. on the floor. Oop. Yeah, that. Is that that's the space, not the space we'll dance. We'll call it the space dance. It's the space dance. From now on. Tom, if it's not a village hall dance for people over a certain age that have had too much baby sham, what is it? It is an old school twin stick arcade shooter where enemies spawn to the beat of the music, so there's a bit of a beat in there. Upside your head, I said oops upside I, your I, head. I hear that's the main title track. <laughs> Made casual enough to fit into your lunch break. Easy to get going, challenging to finish, and nearly impossible to master the high score. When's that's, that? When's that's that out now? July 10th on PC. Oh, 4X6 gaming PC compatible, do you think? It is, yeah, and the green screen. Factorzilla. Blazing Chrome, PC, PS4, Xbox, Switch, July 11th. In Blazing Chrome, bring your best pal and kick some metal butts to free the humankind while enjoying a classic run-and-gun, fully loaded with action and exciting fights. Hmm. Is that what? Is that your pick? Someone, please. 240 volts straight in Tom's <laughs> toes. It's getting a little bit late. He's, he's, he's looking for Mumsy at the door with the blanket and the warm milk. Tom, hold yourself together. I think my mummy ne- mummy is going to be the one after this. Okay. Uh, well, I'll take this one then. Professor Lupo and his horrible pets out on PC and Switch July 11th become the most epic intern of all time, or at least save your own neck, in this frantic puzzle adventure game infested with aliens, created by the studio behind the award-winning game Nilly Lumbra. Oh, you dealt with that quite well. I was actually, when I, I scanned Reddit, I scanned ahead of you and then <laughs> got myself Thinking. a little ringside seat. I was all tucked up ready for ready the annihilation for the of that. And you've actually... Like a horse in the Grand National... But really, when I look at something through. and think I can't pronounce that, I look around at you and grin, thinking, <laughs> "Oh, great!" Uh, 
Anyway, that was Professor Lupo and his horrible pets. This is Dragon Quest Builders 2, out on PS4 and Switch, July 12th. Set out on a block-building quest to defeat the children of Hergon and bring the joy of creation back in Dragon Quest Builders 2. Create your own unique character and embark on an epic journey with your feisty companion, Malroth. As you travel across the land, you'll meet a cast of colourful characters and help restore their homes to their former glory. You can even join together with other builders to collaborate on your amazing creations. Don't worry, expect a healthy host of slimes, badboons and other familiar Dragon Quest monsters to battle along the way. Jam-packed with new features and improvements, the adventure is set to delight both fresh-faced builders and Dragon Quest veterans. Tom, Next you're all up. out of luck. This has got to be your mummy mummy. I don't want it. There's nothing I want this week. It's a dire showing, isn't it? Can we have an extra video? If you had to put a little more effort into what Stingray was doing, we might have had some more stuff. I tell you what, I'll take Dragon... I'll, I'll read out God Eater 3 on the Switch. All you've got to do is pull a retro classic out of Stingray's boot. Not only to set well, my I'll eyes a, on I'll stalks, have a rummage around. And let the listeners go, I forgot about that. That's a great game. That's a great movie. So I'll do this. God damn you. God Eater 3 on my favourite console, the Switch, July 12th. Everyone's favourite Wii U emulator. The latest numbered entry in the popular God Eater franchise has finally come to the Nintendo Switch. Now you can experience the game's intriguing story, distinct characters, stylish high-speed combat and downgraded graphics. Jump into the fray of lightning-fast battle as you wield your God Ark. God Arcs are weapons you can transform to slash, shoot and devour any Aragami that stand in your way. Use different customization parts to choose between one of eight melee forms, one of four gun forms, and one of three fit shields, creating a god art that is uniquely yours. Take down your foes with stylish techniques such as burst arts and dive attacks. Tom, you're not interested in this game. Neither am I. <laughs> What's that video? It's Hook, starring Dustin Hoffman. That is a great And Robin choice. Williams. That's possibly the With best. With a comedic turn from Bob Hoskins as Smee. That is quite possibly the best. Best Stingray's boot pick you've ever pulled out. I know I won't let you know. My faith in you is restored. Good, because the IOU book we've got with Stingray is getting pretty full. So this might be our last pick this week for a while. Seeing as the PlayStation's 4 backwards compatible, Tom, why don't you pick out a PS2 game for us to play as well? Uh, Orphan. Great. An RPG. Tom, go have a look at it if you're not sure what it is. <laughs> what are you hoping to play? More Mario Maker 2. Um, really? You gonna order... Are you just saying that for the show? No, I'll try and finish the level as well. He believes it, ladies. Right yeah. now, at this moment... He believes it. I see that's probably got another day left on Earth before it gets traded for God Eater 3. <laughs> what else are you hoping to play? I've got Fire Emblem Three Houses on pre-order, so I'll not be playing much until then. What's going to come first? The breaking of the fourth wall arrival of the incoming? Or this game? Both due around the same time. Wow. Do you know what? When my first child was born, the game I was hotly waiting to arrive was SmackDown vs. Raw 2007 on the <laughs> Xbox 360. I remember it well. I do. I remember you had that on pre-order, didn't you? 
<laughs> Getting hyped for it. Everyone loves a good wrestling game. It's the only place where the wrestling world makes sense. Yes. Is that all you're hoping to play? <clears throat> Overwatch. Why don't you ask me what I'm hoping Bingo. To play? Uh, I who's am. won? Fince the game has won uh, a Magic Tree air freshener. And a can of sardines. I thought you were going to say at the, la- at the larder. Okay. Um, well, it's polite, isn't it? What have you been... Well, <laughs> what have you been playing? It's a done thing, isn't it? I suppose one has to drag uh, himself what, down What to are you going to play this week? More Minecraft? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We're big for the level builders at the minute, aren't we? A bit of that, and I need to secure myself a copy of Judgment. And I made that promise, and I will, I will, I will get it. I will get it. Uh, and what else am I going to do? I made you another promise, listeners. I need to finish Days Gone. That's starting happening. to become a really dark shadow over me now, isn't it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's almost as bad as when we did the Days Gone preview, and then we sort of played it. I did my full Tom full three sixty on the Tom, review. Tom, please stop. Because the dark shadow that it casts over me, and you make it worse, you cast a dark shadow over the show. And that we do, means we do finish games. That, we do. That means, right now, Tom, that's all we've got time for this week, listeners. And as always, thank you for your time, and we look forward to the pleasure of speaking to you again next week. Until then, happy gaming. Remember, there's nothing wrong with being given the unofficial controller. It's what you do with it that counts. See you, Tom. Adios.